This is Joe. And this is Nat. And you're listening to the Getting Better with Age podcast, the show that helps you navigate midlife challenges and turn them into opportunities to grow and evolve into a happier, healthier, and more empowered you. And remember, getting older doesn't mean that the best years have to be behind you. We believe, like a fine wine, you and your life can get better with age. And we're here to show you exactly how to do that. So grab a glass of vino, kick off your shoes, and join us in discovering how to make the next chapter of your life the best one yet. Hello, everyone. It's Joe. And it's Nat. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Better with Age. And today, you're going to love this one. If you're an empty nester or a soon-to-be empty nester, you are going to totally resonate with our guest because she specializes in helping women who are empty nesters. So let me give you a little introduction. Her name is Jody Silverman, and she is a mindset and happiness coach who supports empty nest moms and midlife women in rediscovering who they are outside of being a mom, a wife, and a daughter. Jody is a speaker and a coach. She specializes in providing women with a community, the tools and strategies to find their purpose, passion, and true happiness in life. Her, her mantra is to dare on, which means tapping into your inner courage so you can go out into the world and be the amazing woman that you were created to be. Her online community is called Moms Who Dare, and she is also the host and creator of the Beyond Emptiness podcast. So if you're an empty nester, or again, soon to be, you'll definitely want to check that out. Jody's been married to her husband, Sam, for 30 years and is a mom to her grown and flown children, Ellie and Dan. In her spare time, you can find her on the tennis courts or simply chilling out with her family and friends. So with that being said, Jody, welcome. We're so excited to have you. Welcome, Jody. Oh, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Nat. You know, I know because I know your guests as well on podcasts. And whenever you hear somebody reading your bio, you're like, oh, that's me. That's me. Right. So thank you. Thank you. It's good to hear every night. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Oh, oh it is, is on our podcast. Yeah, and as pleasure. I was so, telling you before, is that, you know, we do have a history. We met about two years ago. Yep. And in our podcast, we just didn't want to bring people on that we didn't know, you know, because as we said in one of our previous podcasts, we're all about KLT, which is to know someone like them and trust them. Because we're saying, you know, we're bringing you to our audience and say, yeah. hey, this is someone that is real. They, yep. This is someone we want you to listen to because we believe they can help you get better with age. So let's just jump right into it. Like you're someone who coaches women in empty nests. Like you didn't learn that in college. No. So no. how did you become an empty nest coach? Like tell total us about life your journey. experience, total life experience. Yeah. Cause I spent my career in sales. So coaching. Yeah. I had no idea what that was. I mean, my, my story really does begin. Like I'm 57 right now sitting here with you, uh, 57 proud. Um, I was 45 when my journey started towards becoming um, the supporter of all things mom empty nesting. I, I, I was in a space where my daughter was getting ready to graduate high school. My son was right behind. He was a freshman, she was a senior. And I found myself like in this quiet space, seeing the empty space opening up in my life, more time, more space. And just full disclosure, I worked for myself. I've always worked outside of the home. And I specifically say that because if you're a full-time mom, that is a job in, in and of itself. So I always, in addition to being a mom, worked outside of the home. I ran my own business. I had full control of my schedule. And yet there I was feeling 
that loss, that emptiness, that sense of, okay, they don't need me to drive them back and forth to practices anymore. My daughter's going to be gone. She's going to be in a whole different state than I am making friends that I have no idea who they are and I won't meet some of her friends. It's all of these things that go on for a mom. And it's that number one thing they say, they feel like they've lost the best job they've ever had. And so I was sitting there and although I didn't feel that intense loss, I get and understand why some moms do. For me, it was more like, okay, so when my kids leave, when Ellie and Dan leave and I'm left with this space, is what I'm doing enough? Translation is what I'm doing, what I really want to be doing. And it was like, hell no, I do not want to be selling printing. It is not fulfilling. It is not fun. It is not exciting. And it was a moment. So I always say like, you're always one question away from clarity. Actually, my friend Adina says that to me all the time. And just by asking that question, I know this now, but I didn't realize that by asking that question, I literally allowed myself to open up to opportunity and possibility. I removed a block. When you ask yourself a question, you trigger something in your brain. Your RA, I think it's the RAS system, the reticular activating system. And um, it opened me up. And it opened me up to allow to say, okay, so I have a great life. You know, a lot of women, you know, um, Nat, I don't know if you agree with this or not. A lot of women feel guilty if they don't feel like they have a fulfilled life especially if you're a woman like me who had a great husband. I live in my dream home, in my dream neighborhood, which by the way, I manifested. That's a conversation for a whole nother time. <laughs> my kids are doing well. We're doing well. I have friends and family and I run my own business. I get to play tennis. I get to volunteer. And here I was like, hell no. Who am I? And I let that settle. And I realized it had nothing to do that feeling of this was not enough when my kids leave had nothing to do with any of that. Nothing to do with my husband, my role as a mom, my role as a daughter, my role as a friend, everything about just me, just Jody. It was all about me. Something inside knew there was something else for me. And that's all I knew. And that's when it started. Go ahead. We interrupt each other a lot, just yes. to let you know. Oh, go, go. <laughs> We're a married couple. This is what married yeah, couples Yeah, you're do. supposed to cut each other off. Right. <laughs> no, I just love that because, you know, and I was saying to Joe earlier, um, you know, we're not empty nesters yet. Um, but sometimes I feel like I'm an empty nester because our kids are more independent. They're older, you know, they're still around. But it's that uncertainty of what it's going to be like when the house is quiet. I mean, you know, Joe and I have a great relationship, but it's still like, kind of afraid you're going to still feel alone and like what am i going to do with myself and what's what's next yeah and i love that you had that awareness because you know we talk about this all the time that's your soul saying Mm. okay you had a purpose of being a mom you've done great okay you're a wife but there is more to your journey yeah and if you're not aware you're not asking the question what most people do is you know most people refer to that as like a midlife crisis yeah and what we call is a midlife calling. It's like, okay, that stage is over. Now I'm ready for the next stage. What is it? And you started by asking a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always tell, you know, our kids is that you can't get answers unless you ask a question. Right. And so you started with that. So the question I have for you was, was that something you saw coming or were you in it and like, okay, Uh-oh. I'm here. <laughs> kids are gone. Now what do I do? All right. So, yeah. So there was actually an event, but I want to just say one thing. And be very clear about this. Uh Once a parent, 
Always a parent. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Once a mom was, I, I sell a shirt in our shop that says motherhood, a life sentence. Right. I might add one to say parenting, right. a life sentence, just <laughs> to be fair to the dads out there and anybody right. who resonates. Right. So although your role as mom is changing and shifting, you're always their mom. And Absolutely. I need to get that out there. You have not lost your job. Right. Your job description is shifting and changing. Right. In the, okay, so for me, and this is going to sound really trivial to some people, but because I was in charge of my own schedule, I discovered a love for tennis in my 40s, and that became a big hobby. It also became a big physical outlet mm -hmm. and a community outlet. I captained my teams. I was surrounded. I'm always a community person. I surround myself with communities everywhere, and I got hit with an injury, and it was about 2010, I think it was, and I was knocked out of the game. What I thought was going to be an eight week recovery turned into nine months of not playing tennis, feeling a little isolated. Mm -hmm. And for the first time in my life, I would call it a situational depression. Mm. And it was that being like alone, not on the tennis courts, not with my community that um, I said yes, even in addition to selling my print business, when the tennis club where I captained from called me and they literally said, like they started the conversation, they said, we know you're going to say no because you run your own business, but we have a job for $10 an hour, about 11 hours a week. I said, yes, I didn't even, I, I, yes. And it got me out of my house. It gave me a reason to get up, go somewhere, unlock a door, open a store, talk to people. And I think, and I really do know, and I believe wholeheartedly that if it wasn't for that injury, I don't know that I would have had the wherewithal to say, is this enough? Because that injury allowed me to stop. I look at this now. I didn't know this yep. consciously yep. then. This is all reflection now. Yep. Seeing, looking back and seeing why I'm here, it, it forced me to stop and be fully present and aware of what was going on in my life and stop the doing. And when I saw and felt the emptiness and when I felt the ugh, selling printing, which by the way, I still have two amazing customers in my print business and I love it now. <laughs> um, but that that was really the 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 um, the trigger for it was that event that made me slow down, stop, and have to really think about okay, is this enough? I, I and, love that, yeah. Because it you know we always say life happens for you, and when you go through that, right? Your tennis is your love, your passion, it's your community, and all of a sudden it's taking away. Yeah. Most people will go down a path of you know what do I do now? Yeah. And if you're not aware. I think it's common to go into a state of depression, yeah. but yeah. you still had the awareness in that to go forward. Yeah. And ultimately, as we look back now, we go, that didn't really happen to me. It actually happened for me. For me, yeah. That was part of my divine journey. That was the universe's way of saying, Jody, yes, there's more to life than tennis and community. You are here to do other great things. Yes. And I love that story. Yeah. And that, and, you know, that's something we espouse with this whole podcast, Getting Better with Age. It's about not just accepting things as they are. And, oh, I got hurt. Now I'm not going to be able to do anything anymore. This is it. This is just how right. it's supposed to be. And, and the rest of my life is just done. Yeah. That there's always an opportunity <laughs> always something. in the shortcomings in, in the tragedies. And if we can embrace it like that, going, okay, this might suck. Yeah. But there's something good that's going to come from it. And that's where we have to open up, you know, the sails of faith and go, okay, yeah. you're in control, take yep. over. This is happening for reasons, not happening to me. It's happening for yep. me. Yeah, it's okay. like, what are the, what are the gifts in the mess? So, yeah. And it was like, if I can't play tennis again, which was a big chunk of my time and energy and emotional state. And all I had left was this print business. Uh, uh, 
that and that was really the full question right yeah okay so you had the aha and realized i want to do more how did you go from there into ultimately becoming an empty nest coach was that something that you realized right away oh no <laughs> how, so how did you get it's always a journey right, right. So, so when i answered the question and and looking back that question opened up my mind the opportunity and possibility one of my closest friends and i just share this on my podcast she called me she goes you share about me so i'm going to give her a shout out my one of my dearest friends beth who i respect and adore called me up and she said those words that most of us dread hearing jody i have a business opportunity that you have to look at and i thought oh god oh no it's one of those things those network marketing things which i had no idea about them because right. even though i spent my life in sales believe it or not joanna nobody ever approached me oh really for network marketing and usually when you're in sales but i had heard mm -hmm. you don't do those things right. those things don't work you know amway you hear right. it yeah and when she called me and i'm like Beth is calling me on this. I'm like, fine. I have to say yes. She's right. my friend. I respect her. So I met her and another friend, Lisa, in a coffee shop. And they and I and I went in there and I literally said, you will not say yes to anything. I am saying yes to nothing, but I'm going to be open to see it. And they showed me the business presentation. And I sat there thinking, well, this just makes sense. Yeah. Like I was in sales mm -hmm. and, I, and they're showing me a business model that I can get paid on my efforts. And if I build a team, I can right. get paid on the efforts of others, like a manager, like a team leader. Right. I'm like, and it was a service product and I sold printing and before, you know, and before, and so naturally it was energy. I'm like, okay. And I left her think I couldn't get out of my mind. I'm like, this just makes sense. This is, this is almost too simple to possibly work. So I shared it with my husband. So saying yes to that opportunity, and for three years, I dove in. And what I didn't know about network marketing or direct sales, whatever you call it, mm -hmm. was that embedded in this culture is personal growth. Mm. Yes. It, they are huge proponents of reading those good books, Think and Grow Rich, Brene Brown, Darren Hardy, Jim Rohn. And I had not ever heard of any of these people. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And I dove headfirst into it, I realized I was so starved mm. for this positivity. And I realized these were my people mm. and they were giving me names. They were, I was like, oh my God, that is my limiting belief. That's what that is. That's a limiting belief. Oh my God, that's fear. And oh, I can do this. And oh, that's my self-talk. And I was just, I was just, I mean, I was, I found my place. I found my people, my place and it, and the company introduced me to coaching because all of these companies have women of power kind of groups and they host events just for the women and they bring in life coaches. Right. Yeah. And I met my first life coach, Nikki Kiyohoho. <laughs> and um, I sat there and the first thing I thought was, I want to learn how to be a better listener, which I have to work on every day because I'm truly not, it does not come naturally to me. <laughs> And I want to learn to ask questions because I never knew how to ask questions. I never knew, I, I never, I, I didn't know what questions to ask. I always worried, are my questions stupid? Are they the wrong question? And then I always had the misconception that you have to have the answer. You don't. Right. So, you know, after sitting in that room, I'm like, you know what? So I took, I wanted to just improve myself. And I thought, well, that can make me maybe a more effective leader of my team in my business. 
So I flew to Minnesota and did a four day coach training with her and 35 women from a different network marketing group. I walked into a room, myself, three other women, and then 35 Mary Kay women. <laughs> well, when I found that out, I walked in wearing pink. I'm no dummy. <laughs> so, and that just led me. And I'm like, you know what? This is, this is what I want. I want to, I want to be a coach for myself and for community. I knew I didn't want to be a one-on-one -on -one coach. That wasn't for me. Um, and that led me to enroll in, in, a, in an official life coach training program. And in that room with 10 people for five day intensive followed up by what I had to do after that, everybody went around the room saying what they wanted. And I knew in that, I knew approaching that some things were going on in my life that I wanted to support other moms just like me because I was having fun. I was scared, but I was having fun. And I was excited and I was learning and I was growing and I was doing new things. I didn't call it daring then. And I knew that, and I had friends that were telling me, my kids leave, I'm gonna cry. What are we gonna do? You're gonna be fine. I'm like, I'm not, what do you mean I'm gonna be fine? Of course we're all gonna be fine. And I knew in that room that it was gonna be through community and that was gonna be the empty nest mom to, 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 just, to just have fun, to find new things to do together. And, what what came to me in that room was we're going to do exactly what we've raised our children to do go out learn grow brave new experiences and discover who we are yeah that's such a great lesson because i believe that nothing is coincidence so that was definitely part of your journey like you you know your friend was supposed to contact you about this business opportunity which led to the next thing which led to the next thing and and it's all nothing is coincidence that was meant for your yeah. journey Oh, 100%. And I think that's what people struggle because people get caught up in, in the cursed house. How am I going to yeah. do this? Where like you're saying, you just pay attention to what's showing up. The universe is going to give you clues, yep. but it's also acting on those clues. It's taking action. It's like, okay, I'm going to go check this out. Yes. And I'm going to go and take the next step. And next thing you take a next step, next step, and the next step. All of a sudden you look back and go, how did I get here? How did I get here? <laughs> because you, right. can never, you could never go back and plan all of that right. ahead of time. Everything that needed to happen in the timing that it needed to happen for you to learn what you needed to learn, there's no way in hell you could have planned all no. of that out. That's the intelligence of the universe. And mm -hmm. I think the more we learn to trust in that intelligence to guide us, to pay attention to the song, the easier and the quicker the yeah. journey coming. So for those of you who are listening to this today, this opportunity is the universe speaking to yes. you, saying that it's not a coincidence you're here resonating with the message that we're talking and what Jody is having to say. This is not a coincidence. This is the universe working on your behalf. Yep. But now what are you going to do with this? Right. Is if, if it's really speaking to you, are you going to go take action or are you going to go, oh, that was really cool. And then go do something else. This mm -hmm. is where, you know, and, and I, we definitely want to get into, you know, creating your mantra dare on because this is where the rubber meets the road. Oh yeah. Like, because when you now go, okay, great. I want to help other women overcome the challenges of being empty. I want to make a difference in the community. All of a sudden, the stuff comes to the surface. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> well, okay. right. So, yes, it's when you ask the question and you get quiet and then opportunity shows, that's when fear and doubt creeps up. Look, I was scared to start that business. I've been in sales my whole life. There's a difference between selling a product or service for a company. And, and I was for a company, 
but it felt like it was about me. Right. And it was, I had to flip my switch and I was scared because now it was like selling to friends and family. Ooh, I, you know, just a brief, brief insight. I worked for corporate America selling direct mail advertising and, you know, corporate America is big on personality tests. And we had to take yeah. one. I remember sitting in that room and I, in the room of my sales team, I rated the highest in not wanting to sell to family and friends, <laughs> the highest, but yet I was one of the top salespeople every month in my company. And, and I love that you share that because when we are comfortable, like with selling to others, it's like, uh, you buy, you buy, that's cool. But now if I'm going to sell to you, Attachment. now I become vulnerable. Now yeah. I'm worried about what you're thinking of me. Now I'm worried you're, you're totally in your ego. Uh -huh. And you're not coming from a place I'm here just to do a job to create a service. And so it's a completely different experience. Yeah. And I love that you're sharing that is because in this journey, when people transition, what people don't realize is as you go to transition, your stuff is going to come to the surface. Oh, and if yeah. you don't oh, have yeah. the skills, the strategies, the tools, and more importantly, I think the support, support to have someone in your corner, very often the ego, the fears, the limiting beliefs, all yes. that stuff will cause you to self-sabotage. And then you'll look back and go, I didn't do it. Or, you know, you'll make excuses. That wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And that's well, that's why you listen to, you know, getting better with age with Joe and Nat. Right. Well, <laughs> again, we're, you know, I, I love this because, you know, we're all in this world yeah. where we have gifts to espouse to the world and nobody's reinventing the wheel. No, right? you know, it's everybody's talking the same talk. But it's ultimately what resonates. You know, that's why I say KLT. It, you have to know that person. You have to like that person. You have to trust. Yes. There's an energy there. And so I could say something or Nat can say something. You go, eh, it's okay. But Jody can come along. You know what? I really resonate oh. with Jody. And it's because you're meant to listen to Jody. Jody's meant to lead you. And that's what you do is pay attention. So, so I love that. So how did you come up with Daron? So the, uh, to keep it brief, because if you're like me, your attention span wanes right about now. <laughs> um, what I, it was a series and, and on my podcast, I actually talked about this. I have a solo episode about saying yeses that my question led to a series of yeses. So I said yes to attending an in-person women's conference. It was like a chamber of commerce conference and the keynote speaker was I'm from the Philadelphia area. If you haven't. Sorry to hear it. Okay, we're going to get into that later. I was hoping we were going to go because we're going to talk about the Eagles, the Phillies, you know, and the Flyers. I'm going to talk about the Mets, the Devils, the Giants. We're going to be here for four hours. Yeah, well, we're going to stay friends. So we're going to yeah, skirt yeah. over that. No, exactly. Like, we can um, agree to disagree. All right, cool. So the keynote speaker was an eight-time Emmy award-winning journalist from Philadelphia. Her name is Luann Kahn, and she was talking about her year of daring. So... I have to give credit where credit is due. Luann Khan gave me the word that resonated in that moment. Like you just said, I was brought to that conference. I went by myself, 300 women in that room. And I was brought there because the universe knew I needed to know what it was I was doing. And I was daring. She talked about a year of daring, stepping out, which is simply a fun. Everything I do is fun and play. My favorite place in the world is camp and playing outside with my friends in my row home neighborhood where I grew up. Dare is my fun take on stepping out of your comfort zone and trying new things. I'm not talking about jumping out of an airplane, which you can do. I'll take your picture. I'm not doing that. I'm talking about saying yes to going to a conference, saying yes to a business opportunity, saying yes to being on a guest on a podcast. 
And that's what daring is. Daring is stepping out, finding the courage, as you read in the beginning, to try new things. And from that, I started signing off on my emails, dare on, dare on. Oh. And people, I would walk in the room and people would say, dare on, Jody. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is my mantra. And, it, and it's tattooed on my wrist. I love never that. say never, because I never thought I'd have a tattoo. That's it. I know. I just saw that face, Nat. I saw that. <laughs> um, but dare on has become my life's mantra. And it's the mantra for the Moms Who Dare community and anybody who wants to use it. And what it means, there's four, there's, there's um, three things that dare on can do for you if you choose to embrace the mantra. Inspire you to keep dreaming. Don't stop dreaming. Drive you to face those fears, understand your fears, why they're there. They're there for a reason. And then figure out how to move through them and then give you the strength to persevere when life hits. And actually there's four. The fourth is to fuel your adventures, to fuel your dares. So yeah, I love this because this really is what it's about. It's, it's hitting that, cro the that fork in the road yeah. where, okay, I have the opportunity to go forward but it's going to be scary versus I have the opportunity to go forward, but my brain is telling me my nervous system, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. What if I fail? And I think that's what separates the winners from those who don't succeed is they have the ability in that moment to say, fuck it. Yep. I got to do it. Yeah. And that's something that we we always espouse to is because our goal is we don't want to get to the end of our life and have any regrets. We want to know, okay, we took that leap of faith. If it didn't work out, there was a reason for it. So what we're going to do is because there's so much gold here, uh, this is going to uh, wrap up the first part of this podcast. We're going to come back for a second part and we're going to have Jody expand on those things. And more importantly, how you can use those to dare on and go out and become the woman that you were created to be, even though the kids are now grown and flown or they will soon be. So Jody, thanks so much for this first part. I'm Thank really, you, we're really looking forward to the second part. Thank you. Me too. Daryl. Thank you.